Always a pleasure each month to welcome Hamilton County School Superintendent, Dr. Justin Robertson. And we're going to get to some questions in a moment on the line. Jerry, go ahead. You're on with the doctor. Good morning. Uh, I got two things. Uh, I'm going to just read them off, and that way I can get off here and listen. First question, or first thing is, there was 31 teachers that left Central High School. Uh, eight of them retired. The rest of them just left. There's got to be a big reason for that. Second thing is over zero tolerance. All right, I'm going to just read this where I can get off. Students who receive zero tolerance, discipline, yet ends up back in school within a short period of time. Zero tolerance for having guns or drugs, for example. Uh, this, this shouldn't happen to be right back in school. All right. Let me let me let him answer these. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for the call, uh, Jerry. So Central High School, um, I, I'm, I don't have that number right in front of me, but uh, what I will say about teachers leaving, we didn't see the high number of teachers leaving that uh, people were expecting. We do see a lot of teachers that are moving across the district, maybe moving from one school to another. Uh, one thing that also added to the number of postings that we had, the higher number of postings that we sent more resources to schools. So we actually have more adults in buildings this year than we did last year, which uh, led to more jobs being posted. Uh, zero tolerance, that's a you know interesting conversation we could talk about the entire time if we wanted to. What I will say about it is those offenses are set uh, by the state. Uh, they actually just added a new one that if someone makes um, a threat against multiple people or a school that that's now a zero tolerance offense. There's a process that, that kids have to go through. They go before what's called the disciplinary hearing authority. Uh, and then ultimately that decision rests with me about what we have to do. There's also state law that requires us to get kids back into a school setting uh, as quickly as possible. That could be Washington Alternative School. It could be the virtual school. Uh, but depending on um, the severity of the issue and also uh, past history of the student, you could see a student that's out for a semester or you could see a student that's out for the calendar year, just depending on history there. So should but, it not I be? I was going to say by out, does that mean in the alternative school, out of your school, but you have there, there's a path to get back. Am I right? It, exactly. So when I say out, that gotcha. means out of their current school usually in Washington alternative, sometimes in the virtual school. Because I'm sure you've heard this. People say, you know, if we did, this guy gets in a fight or whatever, we throw him out. Are we really doing ourselves a disservice by having someone out, quote, out of school for six for a semester or whatever it is? Tip but they, they, they still have a, a learning form. It's just not at the school we, where he or she was. We have to provide them a learning space. And many schools with their supplemental dollars have done what we call choice academies. So we'll run essentially like a half-day program or an evening school program. So a kid that gets into um, an issue at the school level that doesn't rise to zero tolerance could end up in that setting, but outside of, you know, the general population of the school. Is the alternative school, is it at capacity or is, uh, is, it, is that a... It, I'm, 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 this type of time of year, it's not going to be not, at capacity. I'm comparing it to the prison system, which, which <laughs> helps. But I'm saying... That's not, not I, what we I, No, do. I get it. I'm just saying to the point of... 
Some people don't go to prison that probably should because it's overcrowded. My question being, should some people be going to that school, but there's not enough spaces? So clear yeah, that up for especially me. Especially this time of year, it's not it's not going to be at capacity. Now, we'll get to the spring, and they're going to be higher numbers, but we're, we're never going to say that a, a student doesn't have access to a learning experience because of capacity. All right, you ready? Earlier this year, with great fanfare, you announced that HCS employees got a 5% raise. That was in mid-August. All employees saw their first check with the raise last Friday with a little more than an email at 5 p.m. on a Friday that health insurance premiums would increase about 30% starting January 1st, effectively wiping out the raise for teachers. So health insurance, uh, we have added significant benefits to our program. I'll give you a couple of examples. We, we added dental insurance uh, a couple years ago at no cost to employees. We added um, additional, uh, you know, life insurance. It doubled, in fact, about four years ago at no cost to employees. We opened uh, pharmacies that you can get free generic prescriptions at no cost to uh, employees. And, and we haven't increased costs in over 10 years. And we all know the cost of healthcare has increased significantly. Um, and so we did make some adjustments. Most of those adjustments though, are trying to change people's habits. So for example, we added, uh, we increased co-pays that if you go to a pharmacy like CVS or Walgreens, that copay is going to increase. If you go to our pharmacy, it's still the same price. In fact, again, generic prescriptions are free. I will say this, it did not rise even even for uh, employees that um, are, are at the beginning of the scale. The cost that we put in and the increases did not uh, capture that 5%. That's a, that's a rumor that's been going on that's not true. All right. Hamilton County Commission will consider whether to freeze funding to build a 1.7 million multipurpose building at Rivermont Elementary. Uh, given that it's one of six schools targeted for closure... What should they do? I mean, that money, the kids obviously need a place to play. They have to play inside when it rains. So what's the what's the decision? I, I think it this whole conversation exemplifies the issues that we have with uh, facilities in general. Uh, when you look at numerous elementary schools across the county, we, we don't have uh, multipurpose facilities at, at several of the elementary schools that allow for those experiences. What we're trying to do with the facilities recommendations, and we actually have our first uh, public meeting tonight uh, at, Le at East Lake over the um, proposal with Clifton Hills East Side and East Lake. So, in invite the public to come out to that meeting. Um, but I think what everybody is feeling right now is uh, they want to rush through this process of the recommendations. And we've said all along we're going to have public meetings. Those go to the end of October. I fully expect the school board to vote on recommendations uh, sometime in December, latest January. I mean, we've been talking about this for years. I mean, I think what we talked about this morning on this show, let's just do it or not do it. I think that's what they're saying. Now, these are f this is federal money that is going to be used to build this. Could this money be gone if it's not put to use there, immediately? There's a... Uh, in date of those funds and county finance has them. I, th I want to say that it's December of 26. So there's there's a runway uh, for those funds that we have plenty of time. And I think what the sentiment that you heard from the county commission yesterday was, um, you know, if, if we can wait till December to see what the recommendations are, 
um, maybe that's a better course of action. But again, th- th- those, that's not my decision. That's county commission's decision uh, that was made yesterday. We haven't heard much about uh, about parents in Red Bank being upset about the closing of Alpine Crest. So I mean, you haven't it, heard much about that? not recently, not within the last week. Let's just say, but. Uh, uh, um, it's simmering. Uh, how, how does that look? And and when could this new school be built? Yeah. So again, the process. The, the school board's got to make recommendations, and we expect those recommendations December or January. The county commission and the mayor have got to um, allocate funds for that. Uh, what what I will say about um, you know the the Alpine Crest, uh, Rivermont, Dupont, Hickson combination, three of those four schools is that. Um, we we have heard a lot, and we'll have a public meeting uh, with those communities coming up in the next few weeks, so we can discuss. And what we're starting to hear, which I think is good, and uh, several members from the the Red Bank Town Council came to our board meeting last week, is that we're starting to hear solutions that could make this a viable option, and that's where we want to get with the community. These recommendations aren't perfect. We need input because the rumor of fifteen hundred students—that's not correct. It's no, it's not correct at all. There was a in the proposal; it mentions three of four, and to get to fifteen hundred, you would have to put all four of those schools together. And I still think I, I think that number is actually around thirteen hundred. All right, it is my understanding after the twenty twenty two school year, the whole third grade staff left Eastridge Elementary. This grandparent says, "My kids." think it's a great school another rumor yeah i i don't think that that's accurate uh that that you know you're talking about the third grade uh group at east ridge would have been nine or ten teachers uh we did make a change in in leadership juan moreno went to east ridge high school from uh east ridge elementary and and i think that that created a little bit of disruption juan's a, a well-respected principal in our community and one that does a great job uh, we we have you know a, a tremendous uh, group of principals in this district, and uh, what we're challenging them to do, and the, they've done beginning this year, is really focus on culture this year and make sure that we get culture in schools right, so that we can improve the staff morale across Hamilton County. Two six seven one zero two three. Text call in, Dr. Justin Robertson, Hamilton County School Superintendent. NRA has a program called the Eddie Eagle Gun Self Program, uh, Gun Safe Program. It's uh, is a gun accident prevention program. It is now in schools <clears throat> all over the country, several cities. Why not here? I, I've not heard of that program, um, so so I, I can't really speak with a lot of clarity about what it is. Um, it's just you know with 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 so much talk about kids, young people, guns, accidental shootings, it it would be like the D.A.R.E. program, I guess, but yeah. this time for guns. I think, you know, a couple of programs that I would that I would point to uh, in the school system, we have a number of archery programs, um, after-school uh, archery programs in, in the schools, and we also have a, a very strong, maybe one of the strongest programs in high school is our J.R.T.C. program. Uh, and in JRTC program, the majority of those have rifle teams yep. that uh, address those kinds of ideas and, and gun safety. And so I would say that we do a great job. What I would push on this, and I, I think this is where I, I have some issues, is these issues always come back to the school system. Is this a great program for churches, for the YMCA, for other groups in this community to take on? Because, again, the school system... Uh, can't can't 
deal with every one of these issues. All right. This is a uh, pre-K through fourth graders is what this uh, was what this program. Hey, congratulations. Hamilton County School Board members rated you very positively in your first evaluation. How would you rate yourself? <laughs> um, I would say a B. I think we're doing a doing a pretty good job. We always have room for improvement. What I appreciate most about those evaluations, not necessarily the score, but the feedback. We have a, a saying with our administrators and teachers that uh, feedback is a gift. Uh, and the written feedback that many of the board members provided me was something that I was able to digest, look at where I need to improve, and uh, was much more meaningful than just the number. Honest score there. Wow. Uh, a student at East Ridge High School arrested in 2022. We've all seen the video. Uh, he is now suing Hamilton County Schools, the Sheriff's Department. What they're saying is the SROs do not have adequate training. I don't know if you're allowed to comment about this, but uh, but you've seen the video. Your thoughts? I, I can't comment about the ongoing legal situation there, but what I can comment on is the partnership that we have with uh, Sheriff Austin Garrett and the Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, and not just them, but now we have uh, East Ridge that is signed on, Sadie Daisy uh, that is signed on to provide uh deputies in in all of our schools or our security officers in all of our schools what is important to think about is uh they're there to provide a safe environment for kids uh, the sheriff's department uh, goes over what is actually required in terms of training um, and and they do a great job their goal is to build relationships with kids provide a safe environment and i'm i'm super excited about where we're moving with that program you saw a couple months ago, Sheriff Garrett announced uh, additional SROs and partnerships, not just with um, the traditional Hamilton County schools, but even making sure that our charter schools are covered. Is uh, mental health training a part of this process for SRO? Uh, there, there's mental health training. There's de-escalation uh, training, all those things that you would expect. Uh, what, what I always push back on, and I think we got into this last time I was here, is that when you talk about school safety, uh, you know, having SRDs, having SSOs in every school, that's on the far end of what we're trying to do. But on the front end uh, is additional counselors, social workers, those things that we know that, that kids need to be healthy and to be well as they move forward. We seem to be missing uh, some students. Uh, the, the numbers were down for this year. Um, the, the reason, it, it, you know, I drive around town and I see new private schools, church schools just opening up. I saw one in Red Bank. Uh, Red Bank Baptist has a new school. Um, what are you hearing back from parents? Are they just not happy, or is it a safety issue? We've, you know, Hamilton County Schools for the past 15 years has has kind of slowly increased. For the past uh, four or five years, we've been anywhere from 43,000 up to a high of just over 45,000. We're down, I think it was 130 kids this year, which when you're talking about that number, isn't a significant number. Um what I would say about private schools and not shying away from this, we've just got to get more competitive. Uh, we've got to show the advantages that our public schools provide and what uh, opportunities kids can take advantage of. And, and we're going to just get more competitive so that we can uh, compete and make sure that we're getting uh, kids in our schools. I hate to bring this up in some cities where you have strong school systems. They do have an income tax. Tennessee does not. Could that be a savior? 
for schools across Tennessee. Trying to demand to a tax increase, Jed. I'm, 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 I'm not getting trapped by that question. But now. I know you've probably probably heard from other superintendents in states that do have an income tax. Yeah, I, I think that uh, where you might see movement and, and some conversations around is uh, locally, what do we do for school facilities and how do we not just school facilities, but I would say infrastructure in general in Hamilton County and Chattanooga. Um, how do we look at different revenue sources to address those infrastructure issues? I, I, obviously, we don't have a say in uh, the discussion about state income tax. All right, Dr. Robertson, we got to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. Hamilton County Schools teacher shortage example. My wife taught summer school. They get paid 50% two weeks after summer school is done. And then the other 50 cents a month, uh, 50% a month after that, uh, you're working on that issue. Well, so it, it's paid as a stipend. And so that's how we pay out stipends. What the, this came up last time I was in here. And I think what the caller is saying and what makes sense is that running summer reach is different than our old stipend schedule. And so they're right that if we want to value our employees, we need to figure out a way to pay them every other week like we do during the regular school year. So we're so you're hearing uh, you're hearing their complaint. Well, I heard it last time I was here. I didn't understand what uh, what was happening, but then figure out it's on the stipend schedule. But uh, what we'll try to do moving forward, because some are each their right is a little bit different than a regular stipend, um, you know, responsibility. And so we'll figure out a way to uh, do it every other week uh, through summer. This texture, I, I think schools are needing more faith-based programs. That's what they're looking for. Your thoughts about this? Well, we're a public school system, and so you, you say faith-based, it becomes a hard question of what faith. Um, and, and so uh, what we believe is that every student belongs, and we want to make sure that every student, regardless of uh, their background, regardless of socioeconomic status, race, their faith, that we want them connected in school. We want them connected to the adults in the school, and we want to connect them to the community. 267-1023, text, call. Dr. Justin Robertson, he's got to leave at a quarter till nine, so we may be able to take just a couple of questions when we come back. But right now, uh, it's uh, coming up on October you're happy with the way things are going so far? Yeah, we've had a good, good start. What's, uh, you know, it, it goes so fast. I mean, we're a week away from the end of the first quarter. Um, and so I was talking to some assistant principals on Wednesday or on Tuesday, I'm sorry, and, and told them, like, let's stay focused, get through uh, the end of this first quarter, and then we get a week to go calm ourselves, to kind of relax, rejuvenate. And so teachers have done an amazing job to start the year. You know, you've got uh, until next Friday and then get a week off for fall break. So I hope that they'll take advantage of that week to recover and rejuvenate and what's spend the time with their family. Sorry, what's the toughest quarter? The first quarter to get or the last? Uh, the or, last. <laughs> okay. You didn't have to think about it, did you? I would say I come from a, a high school principal mindset, and that last quarter for high schools is it's a struggle bus. Dr. Robertson, it's a pleasure having you here. I really appreciate your honesty. Keep calling. Keep texting. Dr. Justin Robertson, we're back right after this. Each month to have Dr. Justin Robertson, Hamilton County School Superintendent on the show. Mark, good morning. Sorry to keep you holding. You're on with Dr. Robertson. 
Is this me? Yes. Um, I would like a, a lot of, uh, I've lived in a community where the school board had independent taxing authority. And let me just say it makes all the difference. But we don't, we're not committed in our area to spending the money that it takes to really support schools. But if we were, and there were additional money, what would Dr. Robertson first invest in if the purse strings were a little more school system favorable? Hey, Mark, great question, doctor. Yeah, that's a love that question. We need to get his number and yeah. sign him up to run for school board. Really, I'd commission. vote for him. Um, so I think there are two things off the top of my head. I think that uh, we've got to address the facilities question. Um, and, and so there's, uh, you know, funds that would need to go to that. And then the second thing would be uh, in our people. Obviously, we need to pay our teachers more uh, and, and not just pay our teachers more, but we need to send as many resources to schools so that they can make decisions about what's best for their community. So second piece is kind of a, a two part. The increasing uh, pay for teachers and then giving more resources to schools to to make decisions about what to invest in locally. Hey, Mark, call back uh, every, every time he's on. I have five children in school, three of whom are at <laughs> Udawa High. This person says they run out of food in the cafeteria. And what about the vending machine? They can't use it. Uh, During school, I, I'll check on I, that. Shouldn't be happening I, if that is happening regularly. I felt like I would have heard about it, uh, but I will definitely check on that. That should not be happening. There's plenty of food uh, for kids at, at every school. Uh, the vending machine thing. It depends on what time of day. If it's during the lunch hour, uh, the vending machines get turned off, and so they can't hmm. can't use the vending machines during. Uh, the lunch hours. Does Squeaks come home hungry saying we ran out of food? Dad. She never comes home hungry, but she has first lunch. She has first lunch. So. It's great. All right. Listen, um, you have been fantastic as usual. I just thank you so much. And uh, wait, wait, we got one more. Hold on. Oh, thank you for that answer. That's the that's the first time I've ever seen that. The person actually thank you for answering their question. We'll, Dr. we'll, Jen, put, an end, we'll put an end to that. I'll yeah, just tell yeah. you. That I, won't happen I, again. Trust me. Always appreciate the time. And, and just let me uh, wish every all of our teachers, administrators over fall break to enjoy the time off, our families to enjoy time together, and, and appreciate everybody's work for getting – you know, this first quarter off to a great start. Hey, we're lucky to have you, and congratulations on uh, on your great first review. Oh, thank well, you. Well deserved, Dr. Robertson. 267-1023. Once again, we thank you very much. He joins us each month in March.